everyone, and welcome to Dreamer Talks. My name is Abby Volkovich, and I'm your host. It is my job on this podcast to introduce you to dreamers from many different fields and walks of life. It is important to note that we can learn many things from the people we surround ourselves with. This is why I have ventured out to interview dreamers who are willing to share their journey with us. For the next couple of episodes, I'm happy to share with you guys a collaboration that Dreamer Talks did with TEDx IDC Herzliya, the new Millennium podcast. I'm very happy I got to be a part of the team, and we have a very great lineup of speakers for the new Millennium podcast that I would like to share with you guys. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Today we have Lucas Schrold, who is a management consultant for innovation and digital transformation at Unity. He will tell us how the nature of his work has changed throughout the years and practically now with COVID-19. The main topic we will go over is new work. So we will talk about how corporations are currently shaping their work environment based on the latest developments. We will learn how deeply it actually impacts organizations and what the most important fields are for future design of a work experience, of attraction, and of talent. One thing I can tell you that is certain is that nothing is certain. IDC Radio, 106.2 FM. Here we are with Lucas. Uh, Lucas, thank you so much for being on the show. And uh, why don't you tell us who you are and what you've been doing, and we'll get back and forth with some with some questions. Yes, uh, thanks, uh, Abby, for having me here. I'm uh, very happy to be here. So, um, yeah, coming to my person, well, my name is uh, Lukas Schroth. I'm, I'm from Germany. I'm 27 years old. And uh, I'm working in a consultancy for innovation and digital transformation. And there, and mainly on the topic new work and um, getting organizations fit for the well, new digital age um, and also implementing new structures, new methodologies, and just get better as a company and also get better as an individual. Incredible. So can you please maybe specify uh, what new work means to you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's hard to, to find a, a global definition because it's also a very, very global concept. So lately I read an article that defined new work in terms of five different values. And um, they said new work is a modern working mode characterized by one freedom uh, then responsibility, but responsibility in, in two forms, which is quite important, I think. That is self-responsibility for yourself and social responsibility, so responsibility for the environment around you. Um, then the fourth thing is purpose, and the fifth was progress. So, I mean, these are all values that you could kind of agree with, right? Um, and I'm, on a high level, I, w- I would also agree with these values. However, I think it's I mean, it's rather an intangible description because if you say, well, you want to work um, following freedom and self-responsibility, you would obviously say, yes, of course, I want to. Um, But for me, practically, new work is uh, rather all the concepts and approaches behind it. So, for example, it's agile. So all the approaches and methods behind agility since the 90s and 20s, it's set hierarchies, so the setup of your organization. It's leadership instead of management. It's also flexible working because 
I mean, we live in a world where not every kind of work has to be done between nine and five, which is basically the, the traditional nine to five job. Um, and it, it can be done before or after, and it doesn't necessarily have to be in the company uh, itself, so like on site. And uh, the last thing is hybrid collaboration, because if you have the situation today that one is sitting at home and one in the office, then you have a hybrid context that you need to deal with. Yeah, so, that's incredible. And you can also even do, if I can add, like also international, right? Like, it, yeah. You really have to be the, the common day to day work where it used to be, you know, you live close to the office or, you know, driving distance. Uh, now people are evolving and you can work abroad as well. It is, it is. I mean, you can, you can work, work abroad. You can have international projects, which, which you can hardly have could hardly have before when you had like uh, project members in America and also project members in, in sitting in Germany. Um, and yeah, you have the technology that just enables us to work together. And it's also important for companies that, for example, sell things. I mean, you can hardly split up a salesperson, but uh, in a virtual world, you can do like five different meetings uh, with five, uh, five different customers in one day. And if he has to drive there, you can basically just do one. So you can also be more productive. It's, it's very, very exciting. And I mean, there are a lot of different um, approaches and new principles that you just, you don't just do them for fun because, um, I mean, they, they also make you better. They opt for the better of people's professional impact and also competence. I mean, you can also learn new things and um, they opt for the better of an organization's success and health. Incredible. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. And how, how uh, has new work impacted your personal work? Well, that's it's it's hard to say because it's 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 a global concept, as I said, um, and it's it's hard to fully grasp the impact of new work as such on you as an individual or the the work environment of companies. But in general, I'd say that it has two positive impacts, and um, these are for one, it's it's a very comprehensive point of orientation for me. So you can also reflect as an individual or a firm. Um, how your culture is doing and what habits you have. So it's not a one-size-fits-all blueprint that you have for new work. It, it would be good as a consultant, the consultant I am, because you can, well, you could apply it easier and say, well, here's the one-size-fits-all approach. Give me X amount uh, of euros and then we implement it uh, at your company. But I think it's a good thing that it's just a global concept that you don't have like one, uh, one size fits all um, approach for. So you have the principles that are just named like agility, leadership, and you can always inspire yourself what might, might help you to get yourself better, like better process, better approach, better method. And um, I mean, it, there might be interesting new approaches for you to deal with uh, complex projects. Um, you can reflect the company's organization in terms of responsibility. And you can also make new progress when applying new things. So for example, and I think that's a very prominent example that everybody can somehow understand is that we realized in the beginning of the 2000s that building a software is different, different than building a house, right? I mean. If you buy, if you, if you build a house, then you make the ground, then the first floor, and then the roof. Right. And um, 
if you build the roof, then it's hard to change something in the ground. I mean, then it's basically too late. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's what you call a waterfall principle of project management. Right. Um, but building a software is something else because if you build a software, you have different iterations and you can always change something at the very first um, number in the code. It's not like in a house where you, can, where you cannot go back. So then we introduced agile project management to work in sprints in these iterations instead of a waterfall. And our business context is always evolving. I mean, we had software coming in and we need to deal with this. Um, so the whole business is just getting more and more complex and we need new answers for these questions and challenges. And for me, new work is it's a set of possible answers for these challenges and might help to overcome some of them. So that's the one thing uh, I said too. So I have to, I mean, uh, if you say two, then you have to name two. <laughs> so the one thing is the, um, the point of orientation. And the second thing, it's, that's more on an individual basis for me. It's just exciting and it, new work opens up new possibilities. Mm -hmm. I mean, as a consultant, you see so many different organizations and ways of working. And if you, if you can work on them, it's just exciting to work on a topic and increase the impact of people and organizations with just uh, new perspectives. Incredible. And just uh, to go a little bit off uh, uh, with the new work, when you establish it for companies, what platform uh, specifically uh, do you build for them? You know, you mentioned there's the waterfall, but are, are, do you kind of adapt to their needs? How does that building platform go? Um, well, platform could be in different, you can mean it from different, different perspectives. I mean, you have a technical platform where they collaborate, collaborate on. So just lately, a lot of companies introduced uh, Zoom teams for this virtual collaboration. But um, mostly you need a platform of new approaches or methods. I mean, you need a mindset to work agile, for example, because you need to you need to describe and you need to explain to people why building a house is different than building a software. Um, so this is the kind of platform that you need. And then it's always, it always depends on the needs of the company because every company is at a different stage. Um, every company, I mean, there could be a company with like 50 uh, employees and it could be with 50,000. And then it always depends on what they already have and what they need. Right. So it's adapting. Okay. Amazing. And yeah. how has this uh, whole new work idea changed with COVID uh, coming into the whole mix of things and uh, kind of making our year a little more exciting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let, let's say a little more exciting. <laughs> no, honestly, it got more exciting for me. Uh, I can, uh, I can, I can definitely say that. So, um, well, among business uh, and organizations until the beginning of the year, new work has has been seen as this transformation, but not this like it's a positive transformation. We can go there. It, it was always seen as a long lasting process of several stages for entire organizations. It sounds so big. And um, I mean, taking remote work as an example, that's uh, it's a good thing to look at because if you'd ask people in traditional companies of any size and traditional companies is, is the biggest share of our, um, of our whole um, business environment, um, 
And you'd ask them in January how they would feel about granting home office to every employee who could technically be able to work from home. I mean, there are people who cannot, but most of the people can. Then they'd probably say things like, no way, or we're not able to do so, or people are not productive. I mean, there are people thinking that you cannot be productive just sitting at home because you're distracted by TV or I don't know, you know, like all these thoughts, like negative thoughts that you have about right. working from home. And then COVID came and then suddenly it was possible. It's, it's, it's just happening. I'm, I'm always thinking of a mother and she worked for 45 years in a bank and she went to office, to the office every day. And then suddenly she, she was not only able to, to work from home, she had to work from home for weeks. And it was just, I mean, it was, it was exciting, but also a bit confusing for her to just sit at home and work for yourself without seeing anybody, you know? So if you look at Germany, I just looked it up yesterday. It's quite interesting. I mean, before Corona, there were 15% of companies applying home office. And then after Corona, with Corona, it's 60% of companies realizing home office. I mean, that's, that's four times the share of, of companies that realize home offices. That's a, it's a huge step for the entire business world, not just for German companies, but companies all over the world. And it's just so exciting to see. And there we have the exciting, um, again, that such huge change can happen so fast within well, it's not a very positive external factor, but it was it was a shock, and it's it, in part it is positive. Yeah, I think from the, from the tragedy we can we can try to be optimistic and look at the positive things, uh, and you know this is I think a great thing that you know we we realize that it, it's it's possible. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. yeah. And to kind of uh, follow up with that, uh, if I may, where do you see this whole? Uh, I feel like it's just the beginning. Like we've only just started scratching the surface of this technology uh, and how we can use all these different uh, new work techniques for the future. So if you can maybe talk to what you see coming for, for the future. Um, yeah, well, I mean, there's, I, I, I think that there's a lot of things coming. Um, but I mean, if, it, if I just reflect on myself, uh, what it did to me, just these like six months, what they did to me is that I, I was traveling a lot before. We were traveling to the customer side as, as a consultant. And since March, I'm working from home the entire time. So in my current project, we have more than 30 project mem members collaborating entirely on a virtual basis. I mean, before, just, that, that would just be a year ago, you would just sit together with 30 people in an office and, and work for months and months and months and days and days. And now you just sit at home. Everybody's sitting at home. And for me, being a very independent, flexible, and I'd also say like digital native person, it's a very welcoming new development for my work. Because, um, I mean, you are at home, you're more flexible. You can, for example, do sports during the day instead of doing it in the evening and you can also distribute work like throughout the entire day right um i don't know do you do you feel the same about this uh, development that you can that you get more flexible yeah honestly like i i just started my degree uh so i'm in my first year of my degree and i joined a lot of clubs and this podcast being <laughs> one of them 
but there's the benefit of being able to, you know, finish a Zoom call at eight because that's when it was scheduled to end. And then at 8.05, I can already be on the next call without having to know yeah. traffic or actually walk to that location. So it's definitely made things, um, I definitely see the benefit of it. Uh, the one thing that we've been lacking, I think, is the social aspect of actually um, meeting up and I mean it's my first year of school so that's also a great place to socialize and, and make friends and yeah. future colleagues so I think that's the one thing yeah. that you know that this this corona crisis has uh, taken uh, but yeah I definitely see a lot of benefits that even after we find a cure or you know go back to the the normal world um, <laughs> I think we'll still implement these things in the future because a lot of the things that we've now learned is is that it's very very useful and and we can use these uh the things that we learned in tragedy and use them for our regular yeah. life you know uh, yeah now i don't know if you have anything other other things to add for for future developments of where this may, might be able to go uh yeah uh, of course i mean you just you just uh, mentioned this normality and um this term new normal is, is, is going around for the last month because people just see themselves um, standing in front of a situation that's just new to them. But somehow it's normal because we do it every day. We experience it every day since March, I guess. Um, so talking about this new normal, um, just to introduce this term, um, because a lot of people are using them next to new work. Um, so new normal, would, I would describe new normal as um, this like ongoing intense remote work phase, for example. So it's just, it's a lot of people working from home or they have a new context of work. So for example, for people that are working in production sites at the shop floor, they mostly don't see themselves between shifts. So that, that was the thing happening before. If you have the first shift of the day and the second shift, they have an overlay of 30 minutes and you talk to your colleagues and uh, you drink coffee so yeah, all this social stuff that you just described um but due to COVID, they're not allowed to because basically if, if if one is getting infected then you have to send all two shifts uh, home so now you just want to separate them to have just one shift in case of emergency being at home so you have you have this new normal where companies have facilities for thousands of people and they are basically abandoned right now and a considerable amount of people, that's what I experience every day in the different organizations, that they say, we don't want to go back to the old normal, if you could say so, because they were sitting at home for five days a week for months now. And I cannot imagine going, going back to this. I mean, if you have a company or the head of a company saying, well, now we work for a year, everybody being at home for five days a week, now come back every day. I mean, can can you imagine going back to this? Yeah, it's it's like getting the shock twice, <laughs> like the change. Yeah. yeah, yeah, true, true. So I mean, you did this transformation, and then you say, well, let's go back from like automatic car to 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 the manual car. That nobody would do that. Mm -hmm. So um, that's what also most most studies confirm that people are not convinced to go back to this old normal. I'd say as compared uh, to the new one. And if you do so, then 
I mean, you have to agree on frameworks and guidelines for the near future because you just, I mean, it's just different, you know, if you miss the social aspect that also has consequences for your whole uh, social interaction and your collaboration. Right. Um, the me mental health is a big, uh, big issue that came up with COVID. So that's like one of the things yeah. that needs to be tackled. Yeah. It is. It is. Absolutely. So this, and it also includes all levels of the organization. So it's the top management, it's, it's the people working at desks. And um, as I just said, also people working with machines. And um, with it come like a large number of topics that you need to think about. So important ones are your customer relationship. I mean, if you depend on going there in person, um, then you need to think about new processes and new, new structures. Um, then it's your internal processes itself. So, I mean, just simple example, if somebody just, uh, we have it in, a, in our company, if you get um, the receipt for your salary at the end of the month, that usually, that was usually going to the office and you pick it up. But since we all work at home, it's really very useless to have it in the office. So you just have to send it at home, but automatically for over 250 people. So there needs, there needs to be a new process. And um, most importantly, and I think that is one of the greater things is design of our offices. Um, because if you have those offices for thousands of people, but basically there are not a thousand people coming, but 250 or 200 or less, then you need to think about what you do with those facilities. And um, I recently read the opinion of, of uh, Google's head of business of, of Pichai on their, on, on their desired share of remote and on-site working. So um, what do you think what Google thinks of like the future share of working on-site versus working, working from home on an individual basis? Well, I, from what I know, like Google has like a slide and like a very fun environment in their offices. So I think them working like collaborating together is, is a big part of the company. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I honestly haven't really done uh, uh, reading for, for Google's situation nowadays. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think they maybe now adapted, obviously, because Google's like top of the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, so we did this as a, as a survey in our team uh, a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. um, and Pichai, the Google boss, stated that 100% remote work is not a solution. I'm, and if you look at Google, I mean, if you, if you think of Google, that's one of the most advanced companies in, in, our, in our world, then they would be able to do 100% remote work. I mean, they have the structures, they have the technology, and they probably also have the culture. Um, but he said 100% remote work is not the solution because they rather design on... For, on, on um, they rather focus on redesigning the workspace to realize hybrid collaboration um, because what people motivate as, as, as a Google employee, as you just said, is this social belonging. You know, it's this belonging to something bigger, belonging to an exciting project. And you don't have this feeling of belonging or you, can, you, cannot, you cannot easily create it in a virtual world. Um, so for them being in the office, and that must, must not be like five days a week, but at least two or one, um, it's, a, it's a strong driver of motivation, creativity, and, and innovation. So 
they say, well, we won't, we will never go, go to a hundred percent remote work because we just need this feeling of belonging. And I thought about it myself and I think that is really motivating. I mean, for me personally, is that the same for you? Like this feeling of belonging, belonging, do you think that it motivates you? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, uh, there's a book called, uh, social, I think. Uh, it talks about how, you know, as human beings, we're social creatures. You know, we we are originally from tribes and uh, <laughs> we're, we're hardwired to want to be yeah. in social atmospheres. So right now, it's 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 very tough, you know, and, and you, you don't know. Sometimes you have to go into quarantine for two weeks and then now you can't even see, you know, your roommates because you have to stay in your room. Like, it, it's crazy yeah. the reality we live in. So it's... Uh, I mean, forget like actually going out and buying groceries and all the difficulties of Absolutely. logistical things, but also the, the the social aspect and making friends and going out and just having fun. Like we've had to adapt in a, in a very drastic way and it's been very hard, I think, on everyone. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I absolutely think that it's it's an important um, aspect of life that you belong to something that and you, you can actually go there. I mean, if you if you are interacting on a virtual basis every day for 100% of the day, I think it's not as exciting as actually going somewhere. And if it's if it's just a party, you know, it's just like this this feeling of oh yeah, I can go out, I see people, I need new, I I meet new people. Um, so that's the one thing. Um, and with this feeling of belonging, you need to think about how you design your workspaces. Um, but the Second thing is, that's what I see in a lot of organizations amongst others is leadership. Because if you think of a company and of all the different levels, the facilitators of each organization and each individual employee is the middle management. If the top management is far away, they think strategically. And then you have all the employees and then you have this middle level of people that are leading the employees. And um, well, I do not really like the term manager. That's something that came up in the last years where you say that people should rather be leaders and think uh, in terms of managers. Because the original management term, it's, it's quite old and it says it's, it's more about planning, it's organizing, it's controlling. You keep something running. Mm -hmm. um, but a leader is somebody who's visionary, who's guiding people, who's motivating them also emotionally and who brings innovation and this feeling of belonging to a company. And if you have this huge transformation coming up with new work or new normal, then you need people that are, that are leading with a vision because you can hardly keep something running that is not working right now. So you need those leaders. And I mean, if you think about it, if you think about being a member of a team, would you rather be like managed like like a resource or right. somebody yeah. keeps you running or would you be would you like to be led like like climbing up a mountain and you have this one person going forward what would you like yeah no i i think i can even share um i mean i, I was in the, the israeli army and i was actually i was a commander and when we oh, go, okay yeah when we when we go into commander's course it's yes. a very similar type of mentality that you're saying now, right? You have the option of being a commander, you know, the very <laughs> strict commander that has authority. Um, which yes. You can equate this to the word that you mentioned, manager. Um, or you can be a commander that, that leads and that is, is, is a leader. And it, I think it, it connects uh, very, very, very similarly with companies. Um, 
where i mean i can tell you with my soldiers uh, the first uh interaction with them i was like hey like my name is abby i'm your commander uh i'm really excited yeah. to start t to get to know you guys and and we'll we'll i think that that more human connection of understanding that yes i officially have authority over you but yes. i think what makes a good leader is that when you actually are someone that people want to follow not someone that they have to yeah. follow because of the authority you know absolutely absolutely and um what what comes along with it for me is that you're actually interested in the personal or like emotional state of mind of those people because then you can adapt your working style or your leadership style right for sure for sure a hundred percent and this is i mean this is the the hard thing about new work because i mean we are just sitting in front of each other virtually i can see that you are like happy with the conversa conversation or like excited to talk about the topic but i can hardly see how you feel during the rest of the day right. and that is something that you were able to see as a manager or leader last year when everybody was sitting in the office you you go by in the morning then you see somebody and ask him how he is or how he's doing and then he says well good or bad or you see that somebody is in a bad mood or maybe they have a hard private situation at home you can i mean you can help them you can talk to them but um that's not something you can do if you work virtually or at least like a large share of days if you work in a virtual world and cannot see each other um so this is something um something hard to to deal with for for today's middle management because you don't have those set points of interaction you're not standing at the coffee machine can talk to them you're not seeing them in the morning and you're seeing them when you leave the office so the role of the leader changes and it changes a lot and um you you need to actively engage in sensing this state of mind of your people because it it doesn't it doesn't happen automatically but in a virtual world, you have to I mean, you have to actively invite a meeting to hear whether somebody is doing well or not. It sounds crazy, but this is the world right now. And I mean, you just talked about being a commander. Imagine you are you're the commander now, but you have to direct them virtually. I mean, what would you do as a leader if or a commander if your team is sitting at home? What comes to your mind? Yeah, that, that would be very, very hard to deal with and to have. Also, I think the digital aspect um, is very, very difficult to actually have a deep connection, you know, because I feel like uh, I don't know the exact number, but uh, I, I used to study drama a little bit in, yeah. in high school. And yeah. uh, they say like 90% or like a crazy number that's like you wouldn't believe is actually with your physicality, you know, when, when you communicate. Okay. With so yeah. you know right now we can see each other over zoom our, our listeners for the podcast can hear us but a lot of the communication is also you know with your eyes with your body posture with uh your just everything the physicality of a person and i feel like we're missing that and as a leader when you talk to a soldier and you ask him or you know even a, a manager at a company like how are you doing and he answers you like all hunched up and and kind of like oh yeah like <laughs> I'm okay. Like everything's fine. You know, uh, intuitively that something's wrong and yeah. that you need to yeah. maybe dig deeper in a, in a different way. And I feel like even just having the screen, you know, right now 
you're just seeing this part of my room uh, at home. But for all you know, behind my computer, I have a big mess and like everything's crazy, <laughs> you know, and same with you. Like, I don't know yeah. what's on the side. So we're only showing yeah. what we want to show. Uh, it's, it, I feel like it, I, when you were saying of like, uh, now everything's on the screen and you don't know what happens the rest of the day. Yeah. It kind yeah. of feels like work is almost turning into our Instagram feed where you only show what you want to show, right? Like, oh shoot, I have a meeting. Like, I, I got to put a, a nice button down shirt on, but, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're still wearing your pajama pants, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's the latest trend of, uh, of working from home. It's wearing your like nice shirt and then you have like a jogging trousers underneath. Exactly. It's, it's, yeah. it's a lot of colleagues doing that. Or you have the, you have this shirt like hanging next to you. If you have like a customer appointment, you put it on. And then as soon as it's over, you just put it off and you sit there in your white t-shirt. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's exactly it. I just I just remember the share. I guess I think it's I had it in university as well, and there the lecturer said you you cannot not communicate because um, I think seventy percent of your communication is actually what you do, not what you say. So it's the thing that you say with like eye contact and how you sit there, and so this is coming up right now, and you have to deal with it. So. Um, but what you have, for example, coming from this agile approach is dailies or stand-ups. Um, they were also doing it while working on site, but um, we have a lot of managers doing that or leaders doing that right now. They have a daily stand-up for like 10 minutes or half an hour with their team to just listen how they are doing at home. And well, not just inviting this meeting is the new skill that you need as a leader. You need I mean, you need to know that you have to have new approaches, that you have to deal with your team differently. So enabling your very middle management, your leadership team, teaching them new approaches, also raising awareness for the situation is one very significant factor for companies to, to motivate your people and also to attract new talent. I mean, if you're used to working from home, then this person will hardly go to a very traditional company where you have to go there five days a week. Mm -hmm. So it will also, it will, it will be important for the future for the companies. And if you want to deal with the leadership, um, I'd say enablement, you can do awareness sessions, you can give them leadership kits. So like how to um, have a hybrid collaboration meeting with your uh, team. And you can also do like peer coaching. So, um, if you if you have like uh, leadership peers, they talk about problems they have. They talk about best practices they have. So that's something you can you can really do about this uh, leadership aspect of of new work. Amazing, amazing. And so maybe we can transition to a now a bit more broader, not only to the management. Um, if you could maybe give uh, just general advice for individuals or organizations uh, for what's to come. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, you cannot name all of them. And I think everybody sees something else in, in your work because it's it's a global concept and you feel about like social responsibility differently than somebody else does. Um, but there are a lot of a lot of points or steps to start from. So looking at the individual basis, um, if you look at new work um, and the context of organizations, there's so much potential in 
shaping the environments you have. We just have this like external shock coming in where we have you have to work five days from home, but at Sunday we will go back to a new normal and then I mean it's your time to shine. Then you can you can shape your new environment right now. You can shape the environment coming up then. And you can bring innovation to your own company and also to other companies. And for the time being, like right now, we can also reflect on how your own working style is and what fits the most for yourself. Because then you can increase your impact by developing new habits or you find new methods. Um, and in this remote phase I'm in right now, like for myself, um, I changed quite a lot of things about my day, about my working day. And um, I think the biggest, the biggest aspect is trying to do sports during the day because when I do it after my work day, I feel so lazy. I feel like empty of energy. And if I do it during the day, I actually feel like powered up after it. Right. So I do it during the day. I'm even more motivated um, after doing sports. And then I can also work one or two um, hours in the evening. Yeah. So did you find something new lately in this whole phase, just yeah, sitting actually, at home or working mostly from home? So since Corona started, um, I started this challenge back in March, I want to say. Okay. Uh, yeah. it, was, it was called the 100 Days of Sweat Challenge, where it was every day okay. I, I would post on social media the workout that I did. Uh, either on like a time lapse or also, you know, just the push-ups or a video of, of what yeah. I did. Yeah. And so I finished the first round of it. It went really well. Everyone was like very motivated. And I was also very encouraged to keep working yeah. out because I had this, this um, you know, accountability of posting online. Um, and I gave myself that on purpose. And I actually just started doing it again. Today I have, uh, today's day 22 of the second second round. Nice. So I, also, I also started doing something to really make myself accountable. And I used yes. you know, social media as an accountability friend as opposed, you know, to, to push me to do it. But yeah. I want to also say that not only on social media, I, wanna, like, I, I started using my calendar a lot more religiously okay. with booking specific meetings uh, and, and booking classes or whatever it may be to and then really uh get an estimate of how long in between time i also need you know because a lot of people <laughs> don't really focus on the okay wait i need i need half an hour to eat you know <laughs> or like i need <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. because <laughs> since now everything is remote you're able to say like okay i finished this meeting here and you can you could technically book everything right next to each other if everything ends on time you can have a full day and be super productive, but you haven't yeah. had breakfast yet, you know? <laughs> so, so yeah, get, yeah, yeah. That's, it it is. can get a bit problematic, but I definitely have, you know, uh, I think I'm still learning as I go on throughout this, this uh, journey of the new normal, uh, how to really structure my, my day a lot more. And, and I think yeah. everyone needs to, like you said, it's not a cookie cutter thing. Everyone needs to really look inside themselves and see what works for them to really structure their day. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I, I mean, I strongly recommend it as opposed to the alternative, which is kind of just floating by your day, like just kind of yeah, gliding on, on your, your schedule is like, okay, I guess I have class today. Like I, I, I personally feel a lot better when I'm actively planning things and, you know, sometimes yeah, absolutely. 
sometimes in your schedule, you have to be like, okay, uh, shoot, I'm not going to have enough time for this because either, oh, I'm not feeling well or something went over time. Um, you adapt, but as long as it's kind of planned, you feel mm -hmm. like it's a bit more structured and you're, you're able, it's a lot less in your, on your mind and it's more kind of mm -hmm. out there. You know, I think that's a, a yeah. really good tool yeah. that I, I personally went through. Um, but if now I can maybe transition, maybe this was more, I think, focused on the individual. Um, how would you maybe give a tip for companies for the, the future of the workplace? Yeah, I, I, I was just remembering an example that we uh, realized like a month ago, because you know this saying about Germans that they are always very early for meetings, like they, they are there for like five minutes before starting the meeting. But that was really the old, like old normal or old world, because what I just realized in the, in the last weeks is that you have this meeting after meeting after meeting. And you can be happy if somebody is there one minute before the meeting, but it like never happens. And I mean, there you see how deeply impacted like a culture can be because it's like good old German saying or um, like style of designing a day, going there early. It's just disrupted. So people forget about it. I mean, that's an artifact of our culture and it's, it's just shocked by this whole development. So I think that's a very, very prominent example of how deeply impacted people and organizations and cultures can be. But uh, well, going from the individual to the company level, um, well, the biggest thing I would say is that COVID is really challenging to challenging organizations to look into new work. Because before I said, they they, they looked at it and said, well, new work is a, a huge transition and uh, yeah, we'll get there in a year or we get there in two years and we'll do it step by step. They had an excuse. They said it's a huge transformation and it, it takes years to go through. And basically, uh, COVID just made it happen. I mean, it just changed without people planning it. And that's, it's exciting, but it's also a problem. Um, so... I mean, that, that reminded me of something that I, I hope it's relatable. Otherwise, it's just funny. I mean, if you say you're not hungry and you're just la too lazy to pre prepare food, but somebody is preparing food and bringing it, you're actually hungry. You know, somebody is bringing it to you sure. and somehow you deal with it. But, and you're, you're kind of obliged to, well, then you eat because you like eating. Uh, and the same thing is with COVID. I hope you like to deal with COVID and just new structures. Right. So... Right it forced them into a position where they have to deal with it because, because people won't want to go back to the office every day. They, they just won't. And if you say, or if you, if you give them the rule that they have to do it, then it won't be fun. And the middle management, the leaders, they have the situation today and it's not, it's not tomorrow anymore. You cannot tell them, well, yeah, we'll look at it uh, next year and then we'll give you a new, I don't know, new guidelines. They are in this situation right now. So companies have to deal with it. And that would also be my advice. They have to really like deep dive into a topic and find their way of new work. I mean, I said in the beginning, it's a global concept. So I could not say as a consultant, yeah, this is the blueprint, one size fits all, get it done. And then everybody will happy. They won't. You just have to get into it yourself. Um, for you as a company of 200 people, 
2,000 people, it's always different. So um, it doesn't matter how close or far away it is from the old normal, let's say like old normal in January, but somehow you have to deal with it. You have to change something. And no matter how hard it is or how like big of a step it will be, it will be worth it for everybody to find the values, the principles that we want to apply. Um, and then it will fit the company, it will fit the employees. And then you have this new work or new novel for your company. And then you made the transition. So I think that's a good motivation to really say, well, the world, the outside world made the first step for us, but now we have to make a second. Incredible. Yeah. And you know, while you were explaining that, um, a thought came up of, we, we were kind of slapped in the face by COVID, you know, just to put it in, mm-hmm. in different words. It was like, it was kind of like, okay, stop with your excuses and do what you do. <laughs> like, it was, that was like the, the universe telling us to, to just get on with moving forward with uh, our, our new work, right? And I, I, I even want to maybe propose a challenge to the listeners, to myself and, and you as well, that yes. in our everyday lives, you know, we're, we're constantly dealing with goals and, and aspirations that we're like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that tomorrow. You know, uh, <laughs> I'll eventually do that. We, it, it shouldn't have to get to a point where we have Corona or God forbid, yeah. a family tragedy, or, you know, it could even just be reaching out to a friend that you haven't spoken to in a long time. Don't be like, yo, I'll call him. I'll call him next week. Just give him a call five minutes, you know, put that time and, and energy into doing the things that you really want to do and you have on your to-do list. Um, because if they're really on a to-do list, then you have to give them that respect of giving them time. Uh, Absolutely. Because if not, then you, you might as well just take them off the to-do list and then focus fully and, and kind of don't lie, to, don't lie to yourself on, oh, I'll eventually yeah. get there. Because yeah. it's almost like a, this, this cycle of uh, not really doing what you're, you're telling yourself to do. And I think once you hold yourself accountable for the things that you, you claim you want to do, you actually end up getting things done and, and being productive and, and very successful. I think that's, that's when you really do the things that you say you're going to do, then that, it ends up being a much more rewarding feeling for yourself. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I just have one last example on this like company level. I mean, I think an individual challenge is, it's always good. And I don't know why I started doing sports every day since it's Corona. I mean, I could have done it before, but I just started with it when the lockdown came. I don't know why that we could possibly talk about it like for hours. But uh, one example from, from company perspective is that we as a team, we were also working from different sites um, and um, from different locations. And it was hard for us to meet in person. So to talk to, uh, to talk to each other, to have like an evening together, I don't know, drink beer, cook together. And then this lockdown came. And before we saw like, we saw each other for know, like every six months. And uh, then we had to find a solution to like interact with each other, but not on like a workday basis, more on this like connect to each other basis. Uh, and then suddenly we had like every two months we had a virtual cooking night. So we actually saw each other more often than before, but just because we were confronted with a, with a situation that was new to us and that brought up new ideas and it basically got a bit better than before. So that's, uh, that's something that is exciting and positive about the whole situation. Amazing. 
Amazing. Yeah, cooking nights are always fun. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and and also virtual. I mean, it's 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 interesting to see everybody's kitchen and home. You 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 feel like sitting at everybody's home, and that's uh, it's it's just a nice situation. Amazing. Uh, well, Lucas, uh, I think uh, we we've covered a lot. I don't know if you have anything else. Uh, you want to add to the listeners uh, some last words of wisdom? Last words of wisdom. Uh, well, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I think it for what, what I extract for myself and also for for projects I work on on the organizations. It's it, that that the new normal or new work, and I would rather concentrate on new work because the normal will get normal some someday so new work is it's a big challenge yes but we've been pushed forward so far by this like shock which is positive and negative but um i think it took the the hard part to actually do it and now you have to do the second step and really concentrate on what can we make out of it something positive and we actually already changed so make the most of the change for yourself and also for the organization amazing Incredible. Well, Lucas, thank you so much for, for being on the show uh, and for collaborating with us uh, so well. It's been, it's been great talking to you and I'm sure the listeners got a lot from uh, our conversation. And uh, yeah, please now to the listeners, please uh, thank you for listening and make sure to check out future episodes of, of the podcast and uh, stay tuned. I'll, I'll put all the details for, for Lucas uh, in the show notes so you guys can check out uh, what he's working on and uh, yeah thank you so much thank you Abby it was great to be on the show and thank you to the entire team I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dreamer Talks I'd love to have you back again next week so make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave a review of what you thought of the podcast I'd really like the input to make this podcast as engaging and entertaining as possible so once again, a big thank you and I'll see you next week.